what is up? Yes, yes. It's the CYJ minus the C and minus the Y. Today, ladies, gentlemen, we are rolling with Josh. Yes, Josh. It's gonna be exciting. A lot of football, guys. A lot of football. Um, definitely a lot of fantasy football to get to. Uh, but first off, um, if you're listening again, due to uh, a few things here and there that these guys couldn't handle their work and other related stuff, it's going to be me today, Josh. So it's going to be the Josh show today. Uh, Yanko won't be joining and Charlie won't be joining as well. Uh, we hope to get it going for next week, at least, uh, you know, whoever can make it. But nonetheless, guys, a bunch of stuff to get to, uh, a bunch of stuff to analyze, to throw your way. So if you're listening, uh, great to have you back. If you're a first-time listener, well, enjoy. Enjoy this soothing sound. Uh, what I want to do first, um, guys, is just uh, basically kind of, you know, go around uh, that, the real NFL game starting on Thursday. Some things that kind of jumped at, uh, at me personally um, and see if you guys, you know, will agree. And then, of course, um, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to give a quick rundown in regards to uh, some of the fantasy uh, football leagues that we're a part of uh, that are pretty big. Um, so, again, if you're not interested in that, that's going to be towards the end of the pod. Uh, the start of the pod would be more about NFL football, uh, the NFL games, uh, uh, something to do with fantasy, what stand out, uh, maybe some brief observations. And then towards the tail end of the pod would be regarding two leagues in particular, uh, Los Chuco Boys and the other one, the FFF. So, guys, gals, bunch of football to get to. Uh, most definitely, of course, we know that the action started on Thursday night. Um, and I don't want to sound like a broken uh, drum here, uh, but basically uh, just some things to kind of analyze. It all started with Thursday, Thursday's night game. The Washington football team, which still doesn't have a team name, is still called the Washington football team. And of course, the New York football giants. Um, I caught some of this game towards the, the tail end, at least, uh, just some minor things. Uh, we knew that Washington football team, of course, is a very disciplined defense, um, <clears throat> led by, of course, their other uh, defensive head coach, um, defensive minded head coach, Ron Rivera. And of course, Jack Del Rio, which is a DC there. And of course we know Jack Del Rio had had a tenure with, with the Raiders, the then Oakland Raiders, and of course the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he can coach defense. Uh, he also had a, a glimmer with the Denver Broncos as a DC. Uh, had pretty much success there. So we knew we were going to go with Washington regarding the defense, although it was a, was a high-scoring game. However, uh, I would have to say that I was pretty impressed with Tyler Heineke. Uh, quarterback, again, continues to be an issue with the Washington football team. Uh, but he was able to make some key throw towards the end. And a bonehead, bonehead mistake by uh, the Giants' defense and jumping off sides. Pretty much cost them the game, was able to re-kick, and they redeemed themselves. Uh, just an uh, observation before what I just mentioned, of course, is um, I don't know why New York – New York is weird. New York Giants and the Jets are a, a dumpster fire too, but 
At least we know the Jets have a sense of direction of where they hit it. Uh, New York, I, I don't get the Giants, man. Um, if you're unsure about Daniel Jones, you say that he's your guy. Well, let him cook. Uh, let it, you know, expand that offense. You went out and got him all these toys, all these gadgets, added all these offensive pieces. But yet you still do not open up the playbook and see what you have in them. Much similar maybe to how the Eagles are handling Jalen Hurts, perhaps. This is a trial period for Daniel Jones, right? And see what you have. If not, you move on. But it seems that they still have him restrictive. Now, I don't know if maybe it's because <laughs> it's Jason Garrett, the OC there. Um, and also maybe because uh, they don't have that confidence in him. So if you're a New York Giants fan, my God, may the force be with you. Because that's going to be a terrible situation, no matter how you slice it. And the worst part is that it, they're playing an NFC East where it's very obtainable to win the division. But nonetheless... Washington takes it 30 to 29. And guys, after this, I'm not going to go in any particular order. Um, I'm just going to shoot away and just mention you guys uh, some of the things that stood out to me. Uh, all of this obviously is well covered throughout the media. Uh, we're on Monday. Monday Night Football is about to kick off in, in a few. Uh, so definitely a lot of implications there. But nonetheless. So now we jump uh, to... Uh, you know, the slate of games on Sunday. And again, in no particular order, but here we go. So 49ers and Eagles. Um, it was a very close game. It was, it seems that it was very defensive. Uh, San Francisco is a very well-coached team. Uh, they win at 17-11. Uh, Philadelphia is going to have a bunch of growing pains, especially with Jalen Hurts. Uh, but they were able to, to make that game very competitive. And, and the 49ers walk out with a huge victory. All I got to say uh, in regards to the 49ers uh, for fantasy purposes, and and again, we 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 don't know. We, we it's still very murky. It's only week two, but man, if you guys took a huge waiver wire risk and bet the barn for Eli Mitchell, ouch! And again, it's overreaction. We don't want to overreact, or I don't want to overreact. But he basically rushed for 17 carries, 42 yards, and again, man, shout out to Debo Samuel, another. Another excellent outing showing. Uh, he's got uh, something cooking there with Jimmy G. So definitely 49ers walk away with a victory 17-11. Um, we now go next to the Denver Donkeys, or better say the Denver Broncos, and they face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we mentioned it in this pod. Uh, Denver's a very talented team, defensively and offensively. The question mark was quarterback play. And although Teddy Bridgewater is not a sexy, high-flying, strong-armed quarterback. Uh, he's not going to wow you, but he's, gonna, he's not going to beat you. He's, he's not going to lose the game for you. He's going to do enough, and, and most of all, opposed to Drew Locke, who played last year, he will protect the football. And they already have a great defense. They have a, a defensive-minded head coach in Vic Fangio, and the Broncos take it 23-13. to 13 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, guys, uh, I know expectations are huge because of Urban Meyer and everywhere in the college realm, at least, everywhere he's gone, he's turned around the program quick. But Urban is realizing that this is the NFL. And it's a tad little harder, even if you have a wonder prospect in the form of Trevor Lawrence. Patience. Uh, it's going to have to be patience. It's going to have to be a playbook cater to, to Trevor Lawrence. And I think tone it down a little, right, um, with, with having to take off and run or forcing the ball in there. He's very talented, as, as Yanko refers to him as Goldilocks. Uh, but it definitely 
patience is a virtue there. And this is a, this is a long haul project. This is going to take some time. So uh, Broncos are 2-0. and How about that? Uh, the next one, uh, it was a very interesting game. Rams and Colts. I know we have some Rams. I know we have some Colt fans in, in the, the leagues out there. And it was definitely a very interesting game. How about if you had Cooper Cup? If you had Cooper Cup this week and you started him, wow. Wow, that's all I'm going to say. Cooper Cup was a, a, a terrific receiver uh, when he had Jared Goff in the last few years. And not that Matthew Stafford is going to elevate him, but they seem to have a very good connection there. So he went off. He, he caught nine passes, and he went for 163, 163 yards and two touchdowns. It, it came down to the wire, and uh, lo and behold, what ended up happening in this game, <laughs> Mr. Carson Wentz got injured. Uh, I'm not a hater. I just, again... I just don't believe in Carson Wentz. And here we go. The Colts are in a hole. O-N-2. Rams take it, 27-24. Patriots and Jets. Man, if there's something Bill Belichick can do is when he faces a rookie quarterback, he's going to demolish, demolish the rookie quarterback. And even though Mac Jones didn't have to do much, uh, that defense took care of business. Uh, Damian Harris, you know, did enough. And the rookie, Zach Wilson, out of New York, threw for four picks and uh, even Robert Sala mentioned a little bit right in regards to having his uh, rookie quarterback kind of taper taper it down a little right uh, having to take what the defense gives you and, and that's a struggle with a lot of these rookie quarterbacks these athletic guys they're so used to um, you know always being the 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 person that is most athletic can outrun everybody can out throw everybody but again this is the NFL. So the Patriots stomp on the Jets 25 to 6. And how about the GOAT? We now move on to the Buccaneers and the Falcons game. Final score, there was 48-25. There was actually two big turnovers towards the end of the game that this game pretty much for a while it was pretty close. But I'm terrific, man. Uh, Tom Brady is ridiculous. He threw for 276 yards, but threw for five touchdowns. And again, if maybe if you have stock with these uh, Tampa Bay receivers in the form of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, um, they all got fed, especially Gronk and Evans. They scored two touchdowns and Antonio Brown, a very quiet, quiet day at the office. But again, this is what you're going to get with Tampa. This is what you're going to get with Tom Brady. Um, kickoff is right around the corner. Packers in lines right now. But anyways, we'll, we'll kind of chime in here and there. But in regards to the Buccaneers and the Falcons, um, this is what you're going to get with a receiving core. Uh, it's going to be very the riding the hot hand. Uh, so you're going to get days like this, right? Last week was AB. He went off. A Gronk went off. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what unfolds. But no surprise there. Buccaneers take it 48 to 25 and beat their division foe. Titans and Seahawks. Man, this was a crazy game. At first, it seemed the Seahawks were running away from it at the half. It sit at 24 to nine and the, the Titans, man, they made a game out of it in the fourth quarter. I think we can all agree. And we mentioned it perhaps here in the pod. Uh, the, the Titans offense is led by one guy and one guy only, even with the addition of Julio, even with AJ Brown there, Derek Henry, Derek Henry makes this team go. And it was no surprise there. Uh, he was held up. Uh, modestly throughout the game, but in the fourth quarter, 
He just took over. And he's a he's a monster of a man to bring down. He basically rushed for 30. He had 35 carries, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. Unbelievable game by Derrick Henry. So with that, the Titans take it 33 to 30. And Russell Wilson is the ultimate, uh, the ultimate deodorant. We think the Seahawks are for real. And then something like this happens. And then here we go. Uh, so anyways, the, the Titans take it in, in OT, 33 to 30. A terrific comeback. Uh, we go now to ha, 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 Raiders and Steelers. I'm not going to be that guy that talks and tubes his own horn. As you guys all know, I am a hardcore Raider fan. Just very few things that stood out to me in this game. Uh, and I went back and forth with uh, Yenko. One, it seems that two weeks in, we have a pass rush. The Las Vegas Raiders has a pass rush, which is key. And once you have a healthy pass rush, everything else follows and proceeds. Uh, Big Ben was in, in distress throughout the whole game. Um, and that was pretty much the story of the game. There was, there was a bunch of different things that kind of played out. Uh, and of course the Raiders, uh, offense offense was never an issue, but I think I'm glad, uh, how this year's turning out. Um, and Derek Carr is finally getting noticed, right? Um, we've talked about it here. Um, I know Charlie mentioned it too, and I mentioned it to Charlie as well <clears throat> in the early pods. Uh, Derek Carr is very underrated. And last year, Derek Carr made the Raiders relevant. So no surprise there. Um, well, not surprised, but as, as far as what Derek Carr is putting out on the field this year. Um, Big Ben looks old. He looks tired. Not tired. He looks sluggish. Uh, they were force-feeding Chase Claypool a lot in this game. They were running a lot of gadget little throws uh, with Deontay and some with Juju. And they still have not figured out a way to run the ball, even with uh, spending a high first-round pick in Najee Harris. So uh, definitely a, a, a heartache for Pittsburgh fans, but Raiders take it, baby, 26-17. to 17. And for the first time in a very long time, the Raiders are in back-to-back -back years at their 2-0. Texans and Browns, uh, recipe of success for the Browns, man. We've mentioned it here as well, is running the ball. And they did that with Nick Chubb. And they did that with Kareem Hunt. Um, they took over, <clears throat> they won over a wounded, perhaps a Texans team that was limited once Tyrod Taylor exited the game. So they won, the Browns take it 31-21. And how about them Saints and Panthers? Man, we were talking about the Saints, how they pretty much just uh, went off and, and killed and, and did their thing last year in, in beating, or not last week, I'm sorry, in, in stomping the 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 Packers and this week they came back to earth. So these Panthers are quite good. Uh, Sam Darnold. I'm, I'm glad for him. I was a believer in Sam Darnold. He's getting a fair shake opportunity. The defense played well. They forced two turnovers. They forced uh, two turnovers uh, for Jameis Winston. He was very pedestrian uh, Threw for 111 yards and two interceptions and Kamara nowhere to be found. He had eight carries for five yards guys. So Kamara, uh, fantasy owners are probably suffering there, rethinking. Let's not overreact. I think Carolina plays very good. And, and look at Sam Darnold's stats. 305 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Christian McCaffrey had a Christian McCaffrey game. Um, Christian McCaffrey runs, and he catches out of the backfield in a ter 
tremendous fashion. And I'm glad Sam Darnold's finally getting his fair shake of offensive weapons. Carolina stomps, stomps on their defense, on, on their <clears throat> um, on their rival, division rival, 26 to 7, and they beat the Saints. Carolina now moves to 2 and 0. Uh, we go now to another stomping for another division. And how about that? The Lions just received the ball and they just took it down the field and they just scored themselves a touchdown. It's 10 minutes in. Jared Goff throws a throws a touchdown. So these Lions, man, they're, they're going to fire. We're going to talk about that game a little bit right now. But anyways, so that was uh, uh, Bills and Dolphins. What can I say? Tua went down. I'm not saying that's the reason they lost, but he went down early with a rib injury and Buffalo just took over. They stomped on the Dolphins 35-0. to zero. So terrific, terrific bounce-back game for the Bills after losing week one against the Steelers. And uh, for all those Bears fans, uh, how are you feeling with this? Bears and Bengals. Um, we thought that it was going to be the return of Andy Dalton facing his old team. Uh, but Andy Dalton exited the game with, a, with an injury. It seemed that he had a, a, something along the lines of a... A, what do they call it? A, a bone bruise. Uh, I saw a reports today that he avoided an ACL MCL tear. So something definitely close, you know, to look out. Uh, Matt Nagy did come out and say that uh, Andy Dalton is his guy. Even if um, uh, the only reason he wouldn't play is if he's not healthy, but as long as he's healthy, Andy Dalton's a starter. And although we caught a glimpse of Justin Fields, we saw his limitations. He threw a pick, uh, but that defense, the defense showed up and, and, and the Bears always play a very well disciplined team. It was their home, their first home opener. And they beat the Bengals 20 to 17, three interceptions by Joe Burrow in this game. So a terrific defensive uh, approach by the Bears and they take it. And now they're both at one and one. I caught this game, guys. This was a very, very interesting game. Cardinals and Vikings. Wow. What a shootout. What a shootout. And let me tell you something too. If you picked up, if you picked yourself up Kyler Murray this year, you're going to score a lot of points as your quarterback in fantasy football. Uh, this game came down to the wire. It was a shootout all throughout back and forth. They went back and forth. They went, and we don't know if it's really the emergence, but we saw a glimpse of Rondale Moore, a receiver from the Cardinals. So definitely a waiver wire. If you're considering, if you're pretty deep, when it comes down to, um, you know, your fantasy league, uh, he had seven receptions for 114 yards and one touchdown. One of them was a bomb that Kyler Murray rolled out and he just launched it uh, to more and he was wide open. So um, it, this really came down to the wire. Uh, Kirk Cousins drove the team down. They were in field goal range <laughs> and their kicker shanked it. Their kicker shanked it, Greg Joseph. He went two for three. He missed an extra point. He missed the field goal, the go-ahead uh, winning field goal. So don't be fooled by the score. But again, sometimes you need lucky breaks, especially if you play in the NFC West, which is a gauntlet of a division. So the Cardinals beat the Vikings at home, 34-33. to 33, And the Cardinals move to 2-0. And the Vikings are in a position where you do not want to start if you want to make playoffs 0-2. Definitely, uh, you know, the chances are against you there. And then we go to uh, Cowboys and Chargers. Uh, I was more in tune towards the Cardinals game. Um, there's a lot of Cowboy fans, obviously, here. Um, it seemed that the Cowboys finally figured out how to run the rock, and more so Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, how about that? He's giving his fair share now. 
He had 13 carries for 109 yards and one touchdown. Was very explosive. Uh, Zeke uh, had had 16 carries for 71 yards and one touchdown. Um, the go-to person perhaps in, in the receiving was CD lamb. Cause he made the most out of it. He had eight receptions for 81 yards. And all I got to say about this game, based on the highlights that I saw and kind of what was out there, you know, in, in the program with other, other shows is that the chargers made a lot of mistakes, a lot of flags, a lot of points were out on the board. They had scored, but they called back the scoring play because there was flags. It seems Chargers are, are are a very penalized team this year, having perhaps issues with difficult with uh, discipline, and um, and they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't close out the deal. So Chargers lose it at home. Although it felt that the Cowboys were at home, but SoFi was uh, the first game that the Chargers opened up as as their home team because let's let's remember SoFi is uh, Rams and Chargers. They call that their home. Um, so the chargers lose it. Cowboys win it 20 to 17. And now my friends, we go to what we probably can qualify as probably one of the best, if not the best game thus far, um, in that shootout between Sun in Sunday night football, between the Ravens and the chiefs. So a lot of things stood out here. Uh, number one is the Ravens uh, were able to neutralize one of the threats of the offense of Kansas City, which is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had a very poor performance. He basically had himself uh, three catches for 14 yards. It was just another day for Travis Kelsey because he caught the ball seven times for 109 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had a Patrick Mahomes day. But I think when it when it kind of came down to, it's just uh, the defense – the Ravens defense did enough, and this is, has to be probably the best win for Lamar Jackson. Um, although his numbers will kind of show it, he threw for one touchdown. He threw two picks. One of them was, was brought back, a pick six. But what he did on the ground was amazing. He ran the ball 16 times for 107 yards and two touchdown, guys. That is unreal. Marquise Brown had himself another great game. And, and I say that this is a crazy game because – uh, Lamar Jackson was finally able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, their division, not not their division rival, but their conference rival. These teams have faced each other in the past in playoffs and in the regular season. And Lamar had not been able to beat Patrick Mahomes. Well, now he does in a terrific game. Uh, the Chiefs were driving down to to potentially kick the game-winning field goal with, with Bucker, Buckner. And... Um, it wasn't enough. It was not enough because Clive Edwards or got the ball and what ended up happening, they punched the ball right out. So with about a little bit over a minute left, Baltimore obviously ran the ball and they were in a fourth and one in their own territory. And what does Jordan Harbaugh say? And what does Lamar maybe instigated there? You know what? We can't give the ball back to KC because we know Patrick is going to drive it back and he's going to beat us. So they took it upon themselves, a very gutsy play. They go for it on fourth and one. Lamar runs the draw, and he picks up. He picks up the first down, and that's all she wrote. So definitely huge, huge, huge victory for the Baltimore Ravens. They beat the Chiefs 36-35. So that was a kind of quick rundown, guys, of um, some of the action um, that was in the NFL this weekend. Um, definitely a lot of football. We're, we're all, uh, you know, <clears throat> grateful that football's back. Definitely exciting. And um, 
and now we 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 dive into perhaps uh, the Monday Night Football game going on right now, um, Packers and Lions. So a lot of people covered a lot of the news. News came out that you know obviously the Packers are coming off a a, a horrible horrible loss um, against the Saints. They were got stomped thirty eight to three last week, and usually a team that has gotten embarrassed the following week shows up. However. Uh, it is at Lambeau Field, which is a huge advantage. It is against the Lions, which a lot of people have penciled in that they're going to finish at the bottom of this of this league. But the Lions are resilient; they're division rival, and they have guts and they have grit. And we saw that last week against the 49ers. They made it a very close game when it would seem to be a blowout. Um, and the and the the Lions showed up first. They scored right now, seven zip. Uh, a Rod is driving the ball down the field. They're right now sitting at the Detroit 35-yard line with about seven and a half minutes to go. So it's going to be a definitely a definite good match to watch, even if you you know don't root for one or the other, if you're not a fan of the teams. But if you have fantasy implications, you're definitely going to tune in. So something to watch out for, guys. Um, so those are some of the things that kind of stood out. Definitely a lot of football. And, and let's check um, in regards to football what we have for next week. Uh, next week is week three already. And before we know it, guys, this 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 season always flies by. It's so crazy. So we start off with uh, perhaps a, a snoozer of a Thursday night football, which most of them are, uh, unless it's the, the kickoff, um, the opening week Thursday night game. But it's going to be uh, the Panthers versus Texans. Uh, it seems that Tyrod Taylor is not going to play. Um, it's a short week. It, and um, it, there's there's thought that perhaps he's going to go to IR. Uh, it's the NFL. Uh, we know there's no gaming games here, but definitely a good opportunity for the Panthers to really cement themselves in this regular season and could potentially go 3-0. So definitely Panthers, Texans this Thursday. Uh, check it out. Of course, if you have fantasy, um, you definitely want to check out that game. But again, not a very appealing, not a very appealing game unless you're a fan of. So Panthers, Texans. We got Cardinals at Jaguars. That could get ugly pretty quick. And then, of course, we have the Washington football team versus the Bills. Pretty interesting game there. Um, Saints versus the Patriots. Uh, that is going to be at uh, Foxborough. So let's see if Jameis Winston can bounce back or if it's going to be another atrocious um, fantasy or not fantasy, but statistic week for him. Uh, Bengals and Steelers, two division uh, foes. Uh, crash uh clash and we have the another uh, slate in the morning games those are all morning games we go now to the chargers and the chiefs it might be a high-flying game so the first time uh these afc west rivals meet um chargers and chiefs at kc we have bears and browns um at cleveland we have another division game colts and titans uh, we still don't know what what what's the status for Carson Wentz, but definitely Titans coming up a huge victory, and the Colts obviously want to avoid going zero and three. So we'll see how that plays out. And then we have um, Falcons and uh, Giants. Uh, Falcons and Giants, both atrocious, atrocious teams um, trying to get the first W. So unless you have um, uh, fantasy implications or you're a fan of i don't know why you would watch that game and then we conclude the morning games with the ravens versus the lions um 
another uh, it could be another potential uh you know game depending on what turns out here b- between the Lions and the Packers but again those are your slate uh morning games now we go to your afternoon games Jets and Broncos so this is huge because the Broncos again there's no gamey games in the NFL but the Broncos could potentially potentially be 3 and 0 by the time uh Sunday night rolls around crazy they're going to be playing at Denver and maybe uh the game of the week perhaps uh, we got the Buccaneers versus the Rams, uh, two uh, potential Super Bowl or a potential NFC Championship game. Definitely going to be a great game. Uh, Tom Brady is out for a wrench last year when the when the Rams stomped on them, and the Rams are just being the Rams. So that's going to be a great game to watch. Um, and then we we got uh, Dolphins and Raiders. Uh, we still don't know what the status of Tua is. It's going to be played at Las Vegas. So go Raiders. Um, and we have Seahawks and Vikings at, uh, at Minnesota and Sunday night football, it will be the Packers versus the Niners. So definitely a, a historic battle there. Um, they're, they're, they've, they've been rivals here and there for the past uh, few weeks or the, the past few years, I'm sorry. Uh, and freaking Aaron Jones just scored. So I might've just lost in uh, Chuko. It is what it is, guys. So now um, the Packers are PAT to tie it, and this game just got a whole lot interesting. So Packers just scored. So 49ers and Packers in week three Sunday night football. And then uh, we go to the Monday night game, Eagles and Cowboys, uh, NFC East rivals. Definitely something to watch out for. It is going to be played at Dallas. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, those games are, are always interesting. Philadelphia is, is playing pretty hard, so... Uh, pretty hard for the new coach and Jalen Hurts. So we'll see. We'll see comes out of there. So that's your wrap up for week three matchups coming up, guys. Um, some of the things that, that kind of stand out is obviously we continue to see a lot of injuries are happening um, at every facet of the game. Uh, special teams, defense, offense, quarterback, running back, offensive linemen. And um, this is not going to go away. And um, I was reading an article pretty interesting that um, – the old school coaches had uh, their players obviously playing their veteran players or the starting caliber players playing in preseason, even though it was shortened. And the new, the new um, offensive minded or the new commodity of first time head coaches opted not to play the majority of the starters for preseason. Um, could that be a contributing factor for injuries? Uh, we don't know. Everybody's philosophy is a little bit different. But it's definitely, definitely interesting in, in how it's going to affect the team. Obviously, we don't wish injury on anybody, uh, but it really comes down to which whichever team can adjust and whichever team can plug in the right player and can scheme according to what they have. Uh, you got to be opportunistic in this league. And it, it, we're definitely going to start to see these next. Unfortunately, more injuries are going to be part of football, some bigger than others, um, some superstars perhaps. But either way, that foot that that's a part of life. That's a part of life in in the in the sport of what we call the NFL. Um, so that was a wrap up, guys. Uh, a lot of fantasy studs this week, of course. Um, and let's dive into fantasy now. That was kind of our, our runabout for the NFL. Um, it's still super early to tell who are. I mean, uh, other than your obvious pieces, your Buccaneers, perhaps your Rams in the AFC. You know we're going to start to see how this, this picture becomes abroad, but we don't want to take this as overreaction reaction Monday. Um, we're going to start to see how this unfolds in the next weeks. 
there's a couple of undefeated teams, um, but we're going to see how this unfolds and, and how they adapt to the ever-changing landscape of the NFL. And if there's something you cannot do is just start penciling in W's when you see the schedule because that will get you in big, big trouble. So that's it for, for this portion, guys, of the roundabouts of the NFL. Uh, just, you know, we wanted to continue the, the pod going and, and the inertia of the pod. And we're definitely excited to have football here. Our goal is for obviously for Mondays to be the day and kind of simulcast, um, you know, uh, the, the Monday night football game as we speak. But uh, of course, we also, you know, if you guys have questions, you guys will know where to hit us up. By all means, let us know. If, if you have a fantasy question, if, if, if there's something that, you know, that uh, you want to talk about or that you want us to address, definitely hit us up. So now we dive in to the leagues, the fantasy football leagues. And, and this is a quick wrap up or this is a quick, um, you know, follow through and in, in some of the things that are happening. So I'm first going to begin with uh, Chuko the Chuko boys fantasy football league. And I know a lot of our listeners are, are probably part of these, or both of these leagues. And if you're a first time listener, and if you want to, you know, tune into this by all means guys. Um, but again, if, if you're not a part of it, then this is going to be pretty boring. Although we are going to discuss like kind of what's happening here, but, and um, it's definitely going to be interesting. So, a lot of these games are already wrapped up. A lot of these games are already automatic dubs for some of these teams. There's still a couple that have fantasy implications going on right now. But let's begin first um, with the first game. And it seems here that this game is out of hand already. So we begin in again in Chuko Boys um, in Ameri- America, America's big D team versus SF Dad. Uh, Jerry coming out of a big, a, a big victory. Uh, and SF Dad obviously also winning last week. Uh, this puppy's already wrapped up. Um, he had a SF Dad had definitely, a, you know, he had DJ Moore playing, which played out pretty good. He had obviously Lamar Jackson, Eckler. And uh, I think we can sum it up. America's Big D team had Derrick Henry and he scored 47 points. That basically got him back. And he has a Robert Tanyan playing right now. And he also has Jamal Williams from Detroit playing right now. And he started that Buccaneers defense. So he's up right now, 137. I'm not going to do the decimal. 137 over 113. Uh, That game is a wrap. So congratulations to America's Big D team and SF Dad. Uh, You took that out, bro. We jump now to perhaps a game that still has implications right now. I'm not going to dive into, but this is... The family, the the family affair, because we have Los Osos versus Chicagones. Um, so Chicagones actually has TJ Hawkinson playing right now. And if TJ Hawkinson currently right now has three points and Los Osos is beating currently Chicagones 89 to 74. So he obviously needs to have TJ Hawkinson to have a very decent game in order to come with his uh, W. We don't know how this game will unfold. So let's see if Los Osos can move to 2-0 or both or Chicagones goes to 2-0. They both had a week one victory. So definitely, definitely this game is not decided. Uh, last year's Super Bowl rematch 
a uh, los chicharitos versus apex predators man um apex predators went off last week and that's fantasy man this year he had a very subpar uh performance from his team um we talked about it antonio brown went off last week and this week snoozer uh something that doesn't happen very often but tyreek hill too uh he didn't have much going on he only gave him six points of course tyler lockett had a terrific game and he has kyler murray and that's that's crazy that's a great combination to have, but he 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 came up short. Uh, Los Chicharitos takes this one 121 to 105. So Los Chicharitos avoids going 0-2 and go 1-1, and and Apex Predators goes 1-1. and um, Consistency for Los Chicharitos, really nothing kind of came about, or it was a very low-scoring game, uh, 121 to 105, but Mike Williams had a had a – a good uh, showing Najee Harris, maybe with that touchdown and all those receptions he had out of the backfield. And of course, um, Kelvin Ridley uh, redeeming himself with the touchdown. So Los Chicharitos get some quote unquote revenge out of last year. And he comes away with the victory. We go next to uh, quite a stomping here. <laughs> Although Neon Ninjas has two players still playing right now, but he needs a miracle here. Uh, it was between Mean Machine and Neon Ninjas. Mean Machine uh, scored 140 points, led by Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, and that great, great performance by Cooper Cup. Uh, he went off for 37 points nearly. Even though his kicker gave him nothing, zero, nada, he was still able to score 140 points. And Neon Ninjas, what can I tell you, my friend? Um he has DeAndre Swift playing currently right now. He has Devontae Adams playing currently right now, but you're going to take that L, bro. So you're going to go O and Tunia Ninjas. Mean Machine goes to one and one. Uh, next matchup, Healthy Dynamic and the Papes. Why Alex decided to name his team like that is beyond me. But anyways, this is already wrapped up too. Uh, currently, the, the score is 148 to 126. Uh, Los Papis was led by Tom Brady, who had nearly 30 points. Mike Evans, that went off. Uh, and Stefan Diggs had himself a pretty solid game. And healthy dynamic. Boy, oh boy, man. He had Terry McLaurin, who played on Thursday, who had a terrific game. Um, he had Travis Kelsey, <laughs> that went off. Brandon Cooks had a terrific game as well. Everybody scored, uh, scored a double digits. Um, except for his kicker and his defense. And he has still A-Rod playing tonight. So he's going to take it. Right now, the squad that stands is 148 to 126. So definitely healthy dynamic will improve to 1-1, one and one, and the Poppies will fall to 0-2. Oh and, and last but not least, um, Los Piratones, which is yours truly, versus Blazing Colts. Uh, currently, uh, before Monday night kicked off, I was up by... Uh, a little bit over 14 points and I obviously needed uh, for Mr. Aaron Jones to uh, just take a big dump. Unfortunately, as it stands right now, the game is going on. It's still seven, seven. There's the first quarter is about to um, conclude and freaking Aaron Jones scored a touchdown. So the, the score as it stands right now is one seventeen. Uh, I'm up one fourteen. Uh, Blazing Colts will take this a W he'll improve to two and zero. And Los Piratones will fall to 0 and 2. Wow. Um, the Blazing Colts was led by Patrick Mahomes and, of course, uh, Rob Gronkowski. 
And Los Piratones uh, second-guessed themselves, started Jameis Winston, uh, took a big dump, and he had Derek Carr sitting on the bench with 24 points. So it is what it is. It happened to me last week again with the quarterback situation. It happened to me again this week. Um, that's fantasy football for you, so I'll take that L. So that was Los, that was, uh, Los uh, Chuco Boys Fantasy Football League. We shall see how this unfolds for next week. And now we go to the other fantasy football league, the monstrosity of a fantasy football league, which is, um, which is led by 16 teams. And again, guys, a 16-team fantasy football league is no joke. No joke. And let me see if my computer cooperates here with me uh, because I'm trying to switch leagues. But here we go. So a lot, a lot of fantasy football to cover here. Um, definitely a lot of um, a lot of crazy games, a lot of surprises. Um, but let's see where we stand here. So uh, we have um, the FFF. We talked about the FFF. Uh, yours truly won the championship last year on a twelve-team format, and this year we've expanded to sixteen teams. We discussed this. It's four divisions. Eight teams are going to make playoffs. Uh, so definitely it's not for the, the, the faint of heart, man. It, it's, it's going to be a grind throughout the whole, the whole year. Uh, let's start off first um, with a game that still has implications right now, and it might come down to the wire. And we're talking about Hall of Lame versus Machina de Fuego. So Hall of Lame currently, to give you guys perspective, is currently sitting at 105 and Maquina de Fuego is sitting at a little under 99. So let's call it 98. Maquina de Fuego has Jamal Williams playing right now for Detroit. And Hall of Lame has the Packers defense. And he's currently up by, wow, seven points. So that's going to come down to the wire. Uh, Maquina de Fuego came a huge victory last week, uh, scored the most points in the league, and Hall of Lame wants to avoid going 0-2, especially to a division rival. So we'll see how that game unfolds. We now jump to Fly Eagles Fly versus the 52ers. The 52ers being a newcomer to this league, uh, Mr. Jaden. And um, currently Jaden or the 52ers are up 145-92. to 92. Fly Eagles Fly still has A-Rod and Aaron Jones playing right now. It's a big, big deficit to overcome, but you never know what could happen. Uh, the 52ers still have DeAndre Swift playing right now with Detroit. So I'm not going to say it's a wrap, but it seems the 52ers are going to take their number one vic or the first victory of the regular season. And Fly Eagles Fly will probably drop to 0-2, but again, we shall see how this unfolds. He still has players playing. And well, I mean, what Fly Eagles Fly needs is a, a shootout, a crazy shootout. And I just saw Jared Goff get like popped and it was a fumble and the Packers recovered. So, yeah. Now we go to healthy dynamic versus Los Mireyes. So Los Mireyes, everybody's, this game's a wrap already. Los Mireyes takes victory number two. They beat Healthy Dynamic 116 to 106. Um, Healthy Dynamic started Zach Wilson, and he gave him a big old nothing with just three points. 
and a very subpar performance from his whole squad. He, you know, he's obviously, although he had a terrific uh, performance from a scary Terry McLaurin at 28 points, he did start Brandon Cooks, which is terrific. But guys, this league, this league is no joke, man. It's just so deep. Waiver wire, there's scraps. Pretty much, unless you do a trade or you, you're lucky enough to pick up something from waiver wire, that's how it's going to be this whole season. But Los Mireyes improves to 2-0 and and healthy dynamic falls to 0-2. And those are my wonderful dogs in the background barking. We go now to another. <laughs> it's funny because they played each other. Uh, uh, dad and son in this league too. Bear Force One versus Los Osos. Uh, this puppy is wrapped up already. Uh, Bear Force One uh, is scored 146. Los Osos 96. Bear Force One still has TJ Hawkinson playing right now. So he's just he's just getting style points right now. Um, it was a dreadful performance for Los Osos with Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, and Tyler Higby, Corey Davis. Everybody took a big dump on Los Osos. Even though he, in, in this uh, league, guys, we started defensive player. Los Osos started Roquan Smith, and he scored 22 points. So terrific performance, Mr. Teddy. We're starting Roquan, a beast of a linebacker, uh, but Bear Force One will take it. He has Mister, he has the goat as a starting quarterback. Um, he has Kelvin Ridley that went off, and the most performance or the best performance came from the Bills defense, which scored a shout, a, a shout out, no points. Um, so thirty-five zero, the Bills defense gave him thirty points. Um, so they're good to go. So Los Osos will improve. I'm sorry, Bear Force One will improve to 2-0. and And Los Osos will fall to 1-1. and We now proceed uh, to a very, very high-scoring affair here. We have LA Lambs versus Speedy Goats. Um, LA Lambs takes this, 142-134. to um, Derek Henry. Derrick Henry, LA Lambs had Derrick Henry and he gave him 47 points and Patrick Mahomes scored him 26 and the rest does not matter because that's all Mr. LA Lambs needed. And it was a, it was a back and forth affair here. Um, CD's Goats has a solid uh, startup, you know, everybody kind of went off in double digits, scored him double digits, but Joe Burrow had a, had a tough outing. He only gave him 10 points and um, Logan Thomas the tight end for the Washington football team, nine and a half. And Boswell also wasn't, wasn't performing all that well. So LA Lambs improves to one and one and CDs also goes to one and one. So crazy game there. Uh, we go next to Gronky Kong and team Yanko. Uh, this game's already a wrap, even though uh, Yanko has uh, Crosby playing the kicker for the Packers. Um Wow, Gronky Kong um, started Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard went off, scored 24 points for him, has Austin Eckler, scored 22, Justin Jefferson, 18, Chris Godwin, 16. So a very deep team here. Definitely something to watch out for this year for Gronky Kong. He takes it. He improves to 2-0. And Team Yanko um, had Clive Edward Tiller, took a big dump on him. He does have Tyler Lockett, which went off again. Um, but definitely – Definitely could not come away with a victory this week. So Yanko falls to one and one. Gronky Kong improves to two and zero. Oh. We now go to 
Austin Whitebeards, and Los Chicharitos. Uh, this game is also already a wrap. Uh, Los Chicharitos was led by Lamar Jackson, DJ Moore, um, and just just a solid performance all around. Um, even though his tight end didn't show up, and AJ Brown had only forty three receptions, but uh, this team really kind of did themselves a favor by obviously drafting Lamar Jackson, and that's I'm sure what he expected when he drafted Lamar Jackson, and um, and he pulled away with a W. Um, and Austin Whitebeard's last week scored terrific, and this week it just goes to show you, man. If if Miami, he started the kicker, and I mean, how is he going to know that Miami was going to score a big fat zero? Gave him zero points. Jameis Winston had a had a horrific game. He only gave him nine points. Uh, James Robinson, man, his stock scary. If you drafted James Robinson high, not not so well, not not so good so far. Um, so well, Austin Whitebeards takes the L. Los Chicharito improves to one and one. Uh, Austin Whitebeards goes to one and one. And last but not least, uh, your, your FFF Super Bowl champ, Master Deflator, facing COVID-49. Um, this game is still not wrapped up. Uh, currently, yours truly is up 134 to 100. Um, and Mr. COVID-49 has Devontae Adams playing as we speak. So far, he has uh, close to three points. Um, obviously, he needs to have a Cooper Cup-like game, which is very possible with Devontae Adams. So again, this game's still not a wrap. Uh, both Master Deflator and COVID-49 are all uh, lost in week one. So looking to pick up the first dub for this year. So that's what we got, guys. That's the action uh, for this week in regards to fantasy football, both for the FFF and the Chuko Boys League. Um, so definitely, again, uh, we're glad football is back. A lot of football left. Um, a lot of things to talk about. And Mr. Rogers just got sacked right now. Wow. Wow. And that'll be a fourth down. These lines are no joke, man. They're fighting really hard for the coach. Campbell is a high intensity guy and they're not going to slouch. I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because it is the NFL, but it wouldn't surprise me if the lions put up a fight till the end, the Packers should bounce back, but this is no gamey game. And a lot of, a lot of people were clamoring that this was going to be a gamey game for, for Mr. A-Rod and the, and the green Bay Packers. But no, that's, that's not how the NFL works. Um, so that's a wrap guys. That's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. That's what we wanted to basically discuss a lot of football left. We're just getting started. Um, I know when we have one person speaking, it, it kind of limits to where we can go with conversation purposes. Again, we're trying to get the steam, the steam uh, rolling with this. And of course, I mean, we just do this for fun. Um, you know, we're, we're not expecting anything. Um, football's is pretty much something I think we can all enjoy and something that we all look forward to um, and, and something that we definitely always are, are looking out for. And then when you add the whole fantasy perspective, man, it's crazy. Uh, I'm going to conclude guys, or I'm going to wrap around with this, the undefeated teams. Okay. In the NFL currently as of a week, because it doesn't matter if green Bay or Detroit wins, um, 
is currently seven teams remain undefeated. San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers, the LA Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, the Denver Broncos, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Which of these teams uh, stand out to you? I think we can all assume that, you know, we all have a favorite. We all had our, 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 our basic um, understanding of where some teams were going to land. Tampa Bay going 2-0 is definitely no surprise. I can safely say perhaps that maybe the Rams, um, we, we kind of understand where they were headed. I personally uh, mentioned, and I know Charlie did too, that he had tremendous faith in his 49ers starting off strong even though injuries are still kind of ravishing them. But how about um, the Rams, the Niners, the Buccaneers? We get it. But how about them Cardinals, which should have lost yesterday if it wouldn't have been for a shank kick by Minnesota kicker. How about the Broncos? Even though they haven't really played anybody, they beat the Giants in week one. Um, and, and, of course, they, they beat the – Wow, I just I just completely went blank. I forgot who the who the Broncos uh, defeated. Uh, now I got to go back. I got to do my own director's cut. How about that? Um, let me see here. I had it in the tip of my tongue, and now I cannot remember who the Broncos beat. Wow, that's what happens when you get old, guys. Do not get old. Let me see if I can find the score here. Of course, they always make it so complicated. The Jaguars, of course, the Jaguars. So the Broncos beat the Jaguars. The Broncos beat the um, the Giants. The Panthers, of course, um, beat the Saints coming off a huge victory. And they beat the Jets in week one. Uh, and the Raiders beating two playoff teams. I don't want to tube anybody's horn or because I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. But coming off a huge victory versus Baltimore at Vegas and coming off another uh, playoff opponent in uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh. So maybe for next time, who do you guys think is the biggest surprise thus far for week two when it comes down to uh, being undefeated thus far? And again, it's not overreaction. We're not saying that. I mean, some of these teams are worthy of being um, involved in the Super Bowl or being early Super Bowl contenders. Personally, Buccaneers and Rams. And I think the Niners are going to be there as well because they're a very well-coached team. And But how about these other teams, man? Crazy, 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 the NFL. Um, so definitely, guys, something to watch out for. Again, if you guys have any questions, any observations, anything that you guys see or can tell, hit us up. Um, we hope to be the full band or at least half of the band for next week. Um, we want to get this, this train rolling and, um, we we're definitely excited for football to come. So as of now, guys, this was the Josh, not the C, not the Y just for tonight was the J, the Josh show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it was a quick wrap up of what happened. Um, they didn't dive in all that crazy, just quick, quick takes, quick observations from the NFL for fantasy. And we'll definitely see how this Packers Lions game unfolds and what can be in store for week three. 
which NFL teams are going to be standing 3-0, which ones will go to 0-3. How about your NFL, your fantasy? What's going to happen with fantasy? Are you going to come out of the gutter? Are you going to rise from the ashes? Are you going to continue on that crazy streak you have going on right now? Are you going to be ravished by injuries? Well, only time will tell, guys. Till next week, this was Josh. Hoping you guys have a great evening. Tune in. Hit us up. Peace.